Welcome back, people. It is episode nine of season four of the Taxi Squad podcast. You will be hearing this on February 29th. Maybe the first time and last time this ever happens that it's literally on the last day of the month of February. In a leap year. In a leap year. Shit's crazy. We have a strange and unusual topic for you today. Mike goes to a baseball game. NCAA tournament about to kick off, heat up, and the NBA and some great NFL draft talk before the combine. It's the Taxi Squad podcast. Come on, everybody, celebrate. The Taxi Squad is here today. So lose the blues, kick back and relax for now. We talk about sports and stupid stuff. We'll probably wrong and it might be rough. So welcome back. It's the Taxi Squad. Yeah, Vince, what's going on? Nothing much, dude. It's uh 20 degrees here. Yesterday it was se- 70 degrees. Um, I don't know about mm. you, but something's going on, and I think we're gonna die soon because no. a, fi- a 50 degree swing in February is wild, dude. It's normal. No, it's not. 70 degrees in February is not normal, dude. Listen. I know what it's you're going to say. It's fake. It's, it's like, fake spring. I know what you're going to say. You are 70? here. Dude, this happens it's every year. And 50... everybody's like, I can't believe how nice the no. weather is. No, it's yeah. usually. Yes. No, it's not. It's usually like 50 to 30. Listen, like 20, 20 degree Vince, swing. That fucking asshole in the top hat saw that fucking beaver. <laughs> and now. And now you get 70 degree days. In fact, you're talking so about Pucks and Tony, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, dude. Yeah. That's been a, a different hole. Supposedly, and those then... animals, those groundhogs, only live until they're like four or five or something like that. There's been so many Puxatawney fills. They've been lying to us for years, dude. How in the fuck is he supposed to know the shadow thing? Like, oh, I saw it. Well, that's true. You get trained to be Puxatawney Phil. Wait, and what is the requirements behind it? Do you have to be named Phil? No. Well, they just name him Phil, right? The fucking gopher? The groundhog? Whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> Dude, I, my question is, why does it say did the groundhog see his shadow? If the groundhog's not going to be able to relay that information to you, you saw his shadow. You're the one that saw it, you human. Like, who the fuck? Yeah, exactly. You saw it. You're a human. What do you think? The fucking groundhog pops out of a hole. He's like, oh, I oh. don't see it this year. <laughs> he's got it. Get ready like for a, fucking two more weeks, a, assholes. He's a New York Italian. He's like, oh, shit. I see my fucking shadow. No way. Oh, I, shit. I, I'll, hey, hope the family's good. I'll see you next year. See you later. I done. <laughs> Ma, bust out the skun jail. <laughs> I saw my fucking shadow. Hey. I shadow, Ma. <laughs> bust out the good peppers. Oh, God. Okay. They... Honestly, that's sketch material right there. We should probably work on something to make that happen. But regardless, a 50-degree swing is fucking insane. Um, I prefer the 70 over 20 for sure. I left my window, one of my windows open last night. I closed my bedroom door to go to sleep. It stayed very insulated and nice in there. I walk out of my room, 51 degrees in my house last night, Mike. 51. You you walk you woke up with a uh, with the with not uh, 
Not the hangiest. Never mind. I was shriveled you up. Were, oh, oh yeah, no, I had, to, I had to take a pee, <laughs> and, and oh, my no. all my stuff was very compact down there when I took a pee this morning. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was like an acorn in the grass. <laughs> yep, <laughs> hit the nail on the head. But regardless, we're still here. We're still talking yeah. about sports. Sports is still we... going on right now, man. But it is a weird time, and I know we've said this a couple times, but tournament isn't started yet. XFL doesn't start for another month or so. Or UFL, excuse me. New name. Yeah, get it right. Get um, it right. NBA is kind of in the mid of the season, and we got spring training going on, which is essentially impossible to tell what's going to happen in the year during spring training. But regardless, we out here, dude. Yeah, we're out here. We're doing what we do, man. I mean, hey, it's uh, it's that goofy time of year where there's not a ton going on. People are reaching for topics. We got the draft coming up. We got the combine in full swing. And now is when all the trades get done and the UFAs start happening and people get released and people get traded. And we'll see. It's going to be a crazy one. But I mean, hey, Vince, I mean, it's, it's always fun. And we are going to talk about sports, not this fucking little beaver that we've been talking about. <laughs> Ground, it's Groundhog's Day. It's a groundhog. Why? It's not that hard to remember. You're like this fucking cat. He's some sort of rodent. But we just know that he's in the shadow. And then there's a few more weeks of spring or more weeks of winter, and he is clearly a Jersey Italian, and he tells his mother what to do after he either sees or doesn't see the Fuck shadow. Tony Philly. Hey. Hey, I All right. So, Vince, you have a strange and unusual topic yeah. you like to carry. So, what's your Hey, I have some news for you. The NBA mm-hmm. is a little dramatic. Always has been. Is that that's I know that's new. I know I know that no one's ever seen drama in the NBA before, but regardless, here we are. First drama to ever happened in the NBA, and it is Mr. Doc Rivers. So, to give some some previous knowledge behind it, if people haven't been following the NBA this year, we did talk about it a bit, but Adrian Griffin did get replaced by Doc Rivers halfway through the year as the Bucks coach for a myriad of reasons, supposedly. Um, Doc Rivers coming out of the All-Star break, he, they went really slowly. They were not doing their job well, and he goes and blames it on, well, we don't have our players We're having this, you know, we're getting it all together, whatever it may be. Some of our players are in Cabo. Some of our players are here is what he said, which is a weird thing to say. Um, It is funny because they were going against Memphis that didn't have John Morant, didn't have a couple of their players, and were essentially playing G League players the whole time, and they lost to them. So don't know how you can blame it on Cabo for that. But regardless, Doc Rivers has been quoted a couple times not taking the ownership of the issue with the team. Often moving it over to the players, which is not what you want your head coach to do. Um, But regardless, now this week, Doc Rivers comes out and essentially takes ownership for the James Harden to L.A. thing because it's working out right now. So he's like, yeah, I did that, which is also insane because he was the coach of the Sixers and then wasn't. And now he's a coach of the Bucks and has nothing to do with those. So to make it more interesting, J.J. Reddick goes on ESPN and says, This guy takes accountability for absolutely fucking nothing, which he kind of doesn't. So I'm with them there. He goes on a big rant. And then Pat Bev at the back end comes in and says, Doc Rivers made your career. Essentially saying J.J. Redick isn't a starter, wasn't a starter, and the Clippers didn't win because J.J. Redick had to play shooting guard for them, which I don't know if that's the reason they didn't win or not because Chris Paul is obviously afraid of the moment. But regardless... 
He said, you shouldn't be hating on this guy. He made you a starter. He paid you. To which J.J. Reddick said, I had other contract offers. I wanted to be on the Clippers. Yada, yada, yada. Lip service. Whatever. So there's the situation right now. It's pretty dramatic. Drama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very Jesus much so. Christ, this could be a <laughs> stage production. So the way I view it is this. His team sucks. They're not playing to the level that they should be. And they're Dame still third Mondes. in the East. <laughs> I know they're still third in the East, and chances <laughs> yeah. are he might be using this as a motivation tactic to get his team to come around. Okay. But the comments that you brought the beard to L.A. and then J.J., like, I just think it's a distraction to well, show that. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, why? Yeah. Shut up. You just took over this position. Why are you taking credit but, for James Harden to L.A.? What the fuck is that? Doc, Doc Rivers, I mean, he was – a truly wonderful coach, especially when he was on Boston with the okay. KD and overrated. No, what has he done? He has a really good coaching tree under him. Sort of. Not you could say you could say Tibbs, but Tibbs was with New York before he was ever with Tibbs, Boston. Tibbs, and then Budenholzer. Right? More. No, Budenholzer was with San antonio maybe who Nick is Nurse? the young guy who's a part of the boston staff now he's a gm or whatever he was a head coach brad stevens yeah he was, was a part of that at group. butler though oh that's right he's a coach at butler and then you start thinking about well, it maybe like, he's just a jack offense i don't fucking doc know. rivers goes to the finals with kevin garnett who's already been there and really wanted yeah. to win ray allen who never got his chance to get there paul pierce never got his chance to get there until now he was okay with like those antoine walker teams but they win one championship. The city of Boston, in general, with the Celtics, talk about this championship and this era as if they won, like, four. <laughs> but they won one. Kobe eats them alive the next year, whatever. Hmm? Doc Rivers goes to the Clippers, can't get it done, never gets to the championship, gets close a couple times. Couple other stops after that doesn't work out too well, and then he steals the Bucks job in the middle of the season. It's like he didn't steal the Bucks job. He came out and said he didn't want it. Yeah, he but wanted did the he guy. Want it? If well, he didn't he want it, he's money. not taking the job. He what wants you... the money, right? Why do you do anything? So in, he wants a, a business standpoint. You want the money. Why is he on TV and also a special assistant and then in a day is like, I'm the coach now? Like, he kind of wanted well, it. Like, that's crazy. I feel like that we talked about it. I feel like the players, who's the old guy that they – who's the guy that they pushed out? They got Adrian Griffin out there. They pushed out Mike Budenholzer, who won an actual championship with them. Like <laughs> – and then Doc Rivers comes in and he's already doing all this shit. You got to remember, he's only been the coach for like a month. And why is this all this a is, thing now? This is why these guys, these players have way too much control. I think it's a coach they, issue. I think it's a culmination of everything. I think, yeah, I think I these think guys I, have yeah. way too much fucking control. The players are very much so calling shots. And if they don't like a coach, if they don't like a guy, who's who's to say that Doc Rivers is still the coach? Of them come, you know, end of March. I mean, Honestly, it, it very well could just run its course. I wonder if there's ever been a team with three different coaches well, in a year. <laughs> and Dame claims, I want to go win a championship, and that's why I'm going to be teamed up with another, you know, star. Okay. Yeah. And granted, you're third in the East. The Celtics are running the East right now. Yeah, they're running the NBA, dude. <laughs> they're a squad. They're really good. Yeah. Because they put the pieces in place for – What's his name? His name is slipping me. Jason Tatum? 
Tatum. Yeah. Put the pieces in place so Tatum can be yesterday. Had a game and be the centerpiece around of a, a bunch of contributors to what he does best. And they built the team around him. What the Bulls should have did with Jimmy Butler, and I've said that for year after Wait, fucking no, year. Wait, no, I don't know if you heard. Lonzo Ball still can't sprint. <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Run it back. <laughs> Lonzo Ball is the biggest disappointment, and it's of no it's fault not even to his him. his fault. Yeah. I know, and I just said it's of no fault to him. But it was just like he looked so promising when he got on the Bulls, and then he's just had this shit stretch of injury and yep. degenerative knees, and yeah, just not good. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just think, really, I think what it came down to, and this is what people have been saying, I don't know if this is true or not, but essentially Adrian Griffin wanted to coach the team similar to how Budenholzer would and have everybody practice and all this stuff. And a couple of the veterans were like, we don't do it that way or, or yada, 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 whatever. Doc Rivers is obviously a player's coach, which is fine. It's just, I would be so mad if I was on a team and the coach is like, I did that for this team and I did that for this team while we're not playing well. Like, shut up. Take ownership if your team is playing poorly, not even if it's because of you, just because you're the goddamn coach. That's how I feel. It's like, you have to take ownership because you're the coach of the fucking team. And then instead he's like, well, we had a couple guys that were on vacation. So I'm sorry. Like this isn't this is a- what I don't understand. How do you pay millions of dollars a year yeah. to play a kid's game? And then you're allowed to go on vacation. As That's if a you're box, a man. Boy, the Bucks just made that call and let them do it. I would say fuck off. You know the the Warriors aren't going on vacation. <laughs> like that's yeah, they go on vacation. I've for never heard of it. Move on. No, like I think that's the biggest strange and unusual. How in the fuck can guys who get paid generational wealth yeah to play a sport? Well, no, very they got well. Back. The kids also play. They got back. They just weren't ready to play. <laughs> oh my god! Cry it's me obscene. a fucking river. And then, I don't give and a that's, fuck if you paid the five million dollars a year. Yeah. If you paid me five million dollars a year, I would show up in a fucking clown suit every day yeah. to do whatever you wanted me to do. I don't give a fuck. Hey, you have to show up on payday in a clown suit. Okay. Five million a year? I get that check and be like Fine with me. Clears. Clears. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning I'm learning how to tie balloons together later that night. Like that's how yeah, that absolutely. I'm fucking I'm pulling shit out of hats. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. And all okay, so from Come the on. pap the Pat Bev perspective on this too, it's like he's his coach and he's always gonna ride or die with anybody. We already know this. He got to the Bulls and all of a sudden he was like the biggest Bulls fan of all time. Like he probably well, was he's from Chicago. Kid. I guess that kind of makes yeah. sense. But even but- so, it's like he's gonna ride or die with his coach. Like that's just how it's gonna go. Which I get it, but I don't know if this is the best hill to land on because again, Doc Rivers, overrated, man. Been overrated. Uh, the, and I believe the NBA, that. So was JJ Reddick. He was overrated as well. He was underrated for a bit and then very overrated for a bit. That makes no fucking sense. You're one or the other. Either you're overrated or you're underrated. Incorrect. Your career allots that amount of time. Like, J.J. Oh. Reddick comes out of college, highly drafted, comes like plays in Orlando. Everybody's like, ah, I don't know about this guy. He puts up good numbers at the end of his Orlando stint, good numbers with the Clippers. Everybody's like, oh, J.J. Reddick's a little bit better than he was. And then at the end there, it was like, J.J. Reddick's a difference maker. It's like, I don't know about that either. You know, so you can. He's Kyle Corver, but a lefty. Better defender. Better defender. Whatever. Regardless. Um, so, yeah, Doc Rivers, you're going to be in the playoffs this year. But if yeah. something happens and they don't win a series, he's going to be like, listen, 
Uh, I needed more out of Giannis and Damian Lillard. And you're going to be like, not no accountability here either. And I think we should just be ready for that. Yeah, I mean, it's just the NBA and drama and it up. I'm surprised LeBron hasn't stepped in and been like, I could coach that team better. I wouldn't be surprised if he does at any point in this how, time. Can, can we talk about for a, a second, like, how Bronny James is averaging, like, four points a game in yep. college? I mean, I same take I had before. It's like this guy. Poor kid, man. Bronny James hasn't said shit. And everybody's just making stories after stories. It's like, how many college basketball players have you ever talked about that average five points, four assists? Like, no one gives a shit. But it's because it's Bronny James. And it's like, I don't think he's going to be in the draft next year. It's like, yeah, man. Duh. He just had a fucking, he had cardiac arrest. He's having heart issues. He comes back and plays. And now everybody's like, I don't know if he's that good. It's like, dude, let the kids play. He wasn't that good before the cardiac arrest. He He was pretty good. Is what he was. He was pretty good, and now he's like coming back to form or whatever it is. But he's gonna need another year, man. That's just how that shit's gonna go. He's not his dad. He just isn't. There's size is different. Explosiveness is different. It's just different, man. I think none of his kids will remotely amount to what he is. I think, and just like second, how Michael Jordan's kids I think did the second it. one, dude. I think the second one. He's like six nine right now in high school. Like I think he might be the. He might have got those genetics, to your yeah. point. So, he might have got those genetics. I don't know, man. But regardless, that's the strange and unusual. That's the strange and unusual. Some, let's talk about some baseball, shall we? Hey, you went to spring training, young man. I did. I did. I knew I was traveling this week. So on Monday, I had a little free afternoon. I went, and I decided to go watch our lovely White Sox play the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Right? It was a fun afternoon. It was beautiful out. It was 73 degrees, a little cloud cover, sat there, got a little hot dog, got a peanut, and I just sat and watched some ball. Um, Eloy Jimenez looks to be hitting very well in situational situational, um, instances, runners on base. Perfect time to heat up, Eloy. Perfect time to heat up right now. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll get really cold right after the All-Star This is why his stock, this is why his stock has never been higher. We should totally totally trade him. We should totally trade him. Um, I got the chance and opportunity to meet Chuck Garfine. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Garfine, Chicago sports media kind of legend. Voice of the White Sox. Especially if you're a White Sox fan. Yeah. Uh, He has been the voice of the White Sox. Uh, Move seats. He was sitting behind home plate. I just sit to my left. I look. I go, that's Chuck Garfine. Chuck! So shout out to Chuck on the pod. We talked a little bit about my time with TLR. And I explained that Tony said to me that Cease might get moved at the deadline. And he looked at me very surprised. He said, he told you that? And I said, yeah, he did. He said, wow, that's kind of impressive. I said, I don't know. He might have been drinking. I said, but he did say Cease is 100% get moved at the deadline because he's a Boris client. He's like, there's some truth to that. I said, yeah. but then again, there's also, you know, our owner writing and, and just basically telling every White Sox fan in the country to don't even fucking bother rooting for this team for the next decade because we need a new stadium. And and until we get that new stadium, uh, we will not be good. It's so So I I digress. Let me go back to the game. The game was good. We have some good talent. I would like to, you know, give some love to this kid by the name of uh, Braden Shubane. Mm Mm-hmm. Shoe make? 
Shoemake. Yeah. Braden Shoemake, who was a part of the bummer deal that we got some prospects for, who looks like he could be good. Dominic Fletcher is about yeah. as tall as Danny Mendick. They are very little. <laughs> they play, little they play the same position and use, honestly. Well, Danny Mendick's the second baseman, and Dominic Fletcher is more of a right fielder or a center well, fielder. Well, yeah, I but don't I'm saying as a, as a hitter more so. Yeah, they're Decent both defender. one's a righty, the other's a lefty. Uh, Luis Robert did not look good. Uh, he got hit by a pitch to start the game. Give him time. Um, and then this this Italian kid that we got in a trade looks good, this pitcher. He, he looked lights out. What's his name? I forget. It's got an Italian last name. Ends with a ZZI. Benny Branzino or something shit like that. Yeah, something. He looks really good. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think he was a part of a deal that brought him here with the um, with some trade last year. I'm I'm just some random smaller one. Um, this is the yearly disclaimer to not overreact to spring training. This is for everybody listening. Oh, not, I not see guys. I see training. guys on, I see guys on Instagram and Crazy. I see you guys on the TikTok. Who are like, I can't believe they fucking lost today. It's like, dude, it's, it's spring training. Yeah. Like, and like the Sox, gave the game away. The Sox are away. usually training. pretty good in spring training. They're usually yeah, pretty good. And they yeah. were pretty good in spring training last year. And what did that net us? Nothing. So don't overreact either way. If team's playing good, bring in the good juju. Team's playing bad. You know, season starts soon, and these guys aren't going to be playing. White Sox, bro. That's how it goes. The owner of the fucking team just told you don't root for us. Here's what he said. This was the quote from the Cranes interview. Ready? When I'm gone, Michael will have an obligation, meaning his son, not me, wish, will have an obligation to do what's best for the investors. Doesn't give a fuck about the team, by the way. That likely means putting the team up for sale. This team will be worth more out of this town than it would be in it. Fuck you. That's not true. I'm sorry. What are you, where, where are you going to move? Nashville? That team has zero value in Nashville. Yep. He did the same fucking thing in 1991, and it's all a ploy to get the money out of the state. Yep. For some context. So, for some context. We talked about the new lot possibly moving. A lot of higher up political people in Illinois are like, that's too much money. We have other things we need to spend money on right now. We're not going to completely back this entire thing while Ryan's over spent zero dollars on it, which is essentially what they said. And now suddenly this is a very important thing to say right before the season starts. This is a Jerry Reinsdorf crying wolf all over the place like he usually does. And this is why he's the most hated man on this podcast. This guy somehow wants to make the investors happy. What he always has. That's always been the case. That's why they don't spend any money. And then gets mad when people don't enjoy the product that they're putting out there. Because they're putting out fucking shit. Essentially shit. And trading away all the guys and not signing him to anything. And he's like, I don't know why there isn't any money to invest. Or like, there, people aren't coming to the ballpark. It's like, obviously why. Another thing, too, is, like, him moving the team. If he moves to Nashville and then sells the team, that team is required to stay in Nashville. So if he wants to leverage the most money out of the deal, you keep them where they're at with the option to move fucking anywhere. So the so the billionaire owner that picks his up can be like, oh, cool, it's, I can pick anywhere. Or stay in Chicago like they have been since fucking 1890-whatever. 
Like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense to me the way he thinks. He's just trying to play, like, oh, we're going to move the team if you don't fucking do this. It's like, you no. Like, just go sell the it's team a- and go sit in a corner somewhere and just look in a mirror and talk to yourself because that's obviously all he fucking cares it's, about. It's a ploy to get money. Loser. That's all it is. Loser he is. And Such he did a the same thing in 91. He threatened to move them to Tampa. Yep. Which and is a great location this, for a baseball team, and everybody loves it there. Yeah, they make the playoffs, and they can't even sell out a fucking, fucking game. Fucking idiot. So with that being said, I believe the city has some leverage because they could be like, yeah, no, this team is the highest value here. And let's face it, they wouldn't sell the team to just some mega billionaire who's a fan or whatever. No, there is a group of investors and chances are you would sell your shares back to the investment group or somebody else would come in who wants to be a part of it and buy their way in. So no way is it leaving the guys of the individuals who are a part of that current investment group or board of the Chicago White Sox. What's Jerry got like 51 or something like that? He's a, he's a billionaire. Yeah, I'm I mean, just saying percentage-wise. And then what I don't understand is, like, if you look at the opposite side of town, the Bulls are horrible, have been horrible, they're and they still sell out. Even worse, they're not horrible. They're the middle of the road, which is so much worse. So much They're worse. horrible. And they they're always horrible. sell out because of the good graces of the 1990s. If Jerry Reinsdorf didn't have Michael Jordan, like, worst owner ever? We Fucking brutal. Should've. In the words of Kanye... We should have never, ever let Michael Jordan play for the the Wizards. Wizards. (laughs) Damn right about that. I mean, if he was smart, he would have definitely let Michael into the ownership group. But he's typical Jerry. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he also, they stumbled in. I will say this all the time, and I appreciate it this time. They stumbled into a World Series win in 2005. Like, shit just ended up. Look at the team and look at the expectations before the year. They were supposed to be good. They weren't supposed to lose one game in the entire fucking playoffs. Like but usually that's that's that team came together with some right. good moves at the deadline and the 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 additions at the deadline of Freddie Garcia that year mm-hmm. and then Carl Everett and then you had guys like Jeff Bloom out of fucking nowhere yeah, Blum, being Tahato Aguchi. And you had just a team of players that came together at the right time. How many elite guys did we have? I mean, I know our pitching staff was just absolutely lights out. But there wasn't. JD, JD, Jermaine Dye. Shout out to Jermaine Dye. Very good year that year. Was by far our biggest offseason signing. Came in from the athletics and lit it up. And Mm -hmm. he played great. He was a great three-hole hitter. And then you had, you know, Joe Creedy just doing what Joe Creedy did. Right, Pierzynski, nobody called a better game. Couldn't throw anybody outside out, of those years. Matter. Like the pitching was. Uribe had a, a decent year. I, I thought Hido Gucci barely played after that year. Joe Greedy yeah, barely played after that. Like that was the thing. It was like it all just kept getting hurt. worked out. It all just worked well, out. Paul Pinerco was right. Is a legend and will be a White Again, Sox Hall of Famer. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to discredit that team, but I'm more so thinking he's like, hey, it'll work out. That's essentially how he always deals well, with everything. There is a lot of faith in Chris Getz. Yes. And that's what, that's what I'll say. Um, 
But he Chuck, can't spend money, dude. What is he supposed to do if he can't spend money? Well, and I, Chuck Garfine and I discussed this. I, I, I want to call him by. So Chuck and I had a combo. <laughs> Let's chat with Chuck. So, so, so chat, chat with Chuck, which will one day be a segment on the podcast. Chat with That'd Chuck. That'd be cool. So chat with Chuck. He's like, there was so much dysfunction in this organization that nobody saw between Kenny and Rick. Mm-hmm. He said they did not like each other. He said, Chris Getz, on the other hand, everybody loves. For I'm now. like, okay. I said, TLR said the same thing. So everybody seems to like him. But once again, to your point, he has no money. Right. So he, he just kind of has to like draft and grab guys f- from nowhere, really. I mean, Paul DeJong. Sweet. Where Not really, though. Replacement for Tim Anderson, who signed a one-year five mil. Like you might as well have Tim Anderson on the fucking team. Well, and I and I also brought up Colson Montgomery to him, who is a you know supposedly the next Corey Seager. Looks like it. Lit it up in the spring league. Fingers crossed. I said, do you think he sees the league this year? He said, potentially late in the year. He's like, it's really going to depend how he performs against MLB pitching. And I said, well, he lit it up in the Cactus League, the Fall League. He's like, yeah, but it's not the same. That's all Cole fine Austin. and dandy, though. That's fine and dandy until you think Luis Roberts going to expire in, like, what, three years? So there's no way we're signing him to a max deal or whatever you would call it, The you know, wherever the market well, lies. Well, then you, you should save it. You should get nice rid catch. of him now. I, well, that's now. what I'm saying, but you eventually have to stop getting rid of everybody. Eventually, you have to keep them and sign a I, couple more guys to good contracts, which we're not going to do. So all we're going to have is like one to two good players rotating in and out. And you have a like, I forgot his name that we that we signed this year. But the guy, one of the pitchers that we signed that isn't very good has to get Tommy John already. So he's out for the season. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. <laughs> we have Mike Soroka like. Again, these are guys that are decent if they're going to play four or five. But once Cease gets moved, like, who's our one? Like, I don't know. So we're going to sit there with two good players, and then eventually we're going to have to ship them out, and then we'll get a couple more good players that are young, and then we'll be like, oh, we have a chance. And then they're going to ship them all out. Like, it's horrifying. The rotation of shit that we have to look at is ridiculous. Jerry's just trying to make it look as liquid as possible for his kids so they sell their portion their kids his kids are done he's basically said he's on his way out he's dying his focus is not this team billions between the two he doesn't care you think it would be the opposite you think it would be the opposite of like you know what it's my final run at this yeah i'm gonna throw as much money at this fucking team as i can i want that's what i want to see it be the best it could be before i'm gone yeah, but and Jerry no. Jones has fucked that up because he's a control freak. So I guess there's the complete Jerry, opposite yeah. of that, which is the Chicago White Sox. And it's ironic that they're both named fucking Jerry. Yeah, that's true. There's a, And remember Jerry Richardson? There's a couple Jerry's out there doing this shit. I, but, dude, and that, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's, and I forgot who I got, who I got this from, but I heard it and it was like, it's right. If you're rich, and this isn't a, a new thing now, like a now thing, because he obviously bought the teams in the 80s. If you're rich, you buy a team because it's like a, I like this team. I want to spend some money, not expecting to make billions of dollars off of it. You shouldn't do that owning a sports team. Like, you know, it's going to be like give or take. The Warriors winning cures all. The Warriors valuation went up like I think they were like 25th in the league in total valuation. Now they're first. 
You're like, this is the only way that happens. You have to win. But the thing is, is that Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't want to get rid of the money that he already made on them, nor spend any more. So, like, you need to sign like give it to somebody that actually wants to spend money on these guys rather than, like, oh, hopefully our investors are happy. It's like, no, you need, like, a fucking Steve Ballmer that comes in and spends a fortune for them and is just kind of like, this is a fun thing we get to do. Not, hopefully our team makes money this year. Like, that is a horrible way to see it. In the landscape of now, 2024 sports, that's just, that isn't how it works anymore. Like, you're not going to be able to price gouge everybody and just, oh, you get to keep us, though. Like, it's that's a crazy idea. It's a free market. People are taking advantage of it, and we're falling behind because Jerry Reinsdorf is an idiot. Yeah. No, he's not an idiot. Day, he's an asshole. He's a smart man, but he's become, an asshole. We've become the Chicago Royals. Sucks. Mike Moustakis just looks old he is old i saw him play first he's old he is so it's of no fault to him hey if you get a deal get a deal yeah and then nicky lopez is little he's person. a tiny guy um, he's nick madrigal without the hit like the ability to put bat on fast ball. i mean he's fast yeah uh, you know tlr said we might surprise some people okay. i don't think that's gonna happen I mean, they're 38 to one right now to win the division if that gives anybody any insight they're coming uh, in dead last Dead Dylan Crochet looked good. He struck out Otani. That's about all you can write from that. It's pretty cool. I'm just confused what they're going to do with Oscar Colas because last year they were hyping him up. He's mm-hmm. going to be our solution in right field. This year he's right back at the bottom of the barrel. Like nobody cares anymore. I don't think he was going to be our solution when they got him. He wasn't that high on prospect boards, but they were essentially making smoke and mirrors saying Oscar Colas is going to be a monster. Comes in and plays just about how well Oscar Colas plays in certain situations, and then we're surprised. It's fucking insane. Oh, They're like, oh, supposed to be the next Luis he hit, no, he hit 230 in the minors and comes up and hits 230 in the majors. And we're like, what the fuck? Why didn't he get better against like better Why competition? He should be better, even though the pitchers are considerably fucking better on this level. It's insane. It is fucking insane. It, like, especially when you look at, okay, you gave Ben attendee. Biggest contract in Sox history. So why don't you go up it and go look at Cody Bellinger and say, hey. Triple digits. Why'd they do that? No. He got three years, 80. Did he? Yeah. Well, I don't think he wanted to sign with us. If we he got opt-outs. He contract. got opt-outs each year, each that's, year. That's the so. thing. He comes in, has a good year this year. He opts out and then resigns again because then he proved it. And also, he's not coming to the White Sox on a three-year sweetheart deal. Like, there's no way. He's staying with no. the team that he was on. Yeah, he's going to stay with the team that gave him a shot. But initially, we should have potentially tried to talk to him about giving him a shot. He would, like, have, hey, wanted, he would have wanted six here. years, 200. Here, here's what we could offer you. We'll give you $10 million a year, and you get lifetime access to Turtles. <laughs> you get a permanent you, table at Turtles. You get that a permanent piece. table at Turtles and our Chicago White Sox grill and bar that's only open until 10 p.m. on weekdays. Gibson's Owned Restaurant. Gibson's Owned Restaurant. You get 10% off every Tuesday game. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Jerry. Yeah, that's what he would do. He literally is acting like it's 1980 again. He's trading for Albert Bell. This is a fucking mess. Or 94 is when they did that. It's a mess. I don't see it going anywhere. We're just looking at 
sadness forever, man. Until yeah, until the baby you know, blood runs out and he dies at a hundred and fucking eighty. Because I know he's gonna stay alive until he's a hundred and eighty. It's never gonna well, end. You, you know what he he probably has to do on more than one occasion, Vince, is shave his face. Mm-hmm. And let's just hope that that razor blade is very, very sharp and it gets very close to his jug. Mm-hmm. And to lead into that, I'm sure they'll be happy what, about this. What is very, <laughs> what is very sharp, and you should be very careful before you shave any part of your face with it. Is our great friends at Henson Shaving. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months, and there really isn't a better product out there. The Henson Razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right. Rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top, and you get to work. It's that easy. You remember the beard bet? You remember me shaving off the whole thing? If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code the Taxi Squad. T H E T A X I S Q U A D at checkout, and you'll receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a hundred pack of razors. You'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years, depending on how often you shave. So that promo code again is the Taxi Squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. The tournament is close. We have the NCAA tournament in about a month, under a month. Shit's heating up a bit right now, Mike. Ooh. There's a couple teams that are good. We can look at the AP. The overall thing with the NCAA men's this year is that no one knows who, what, or where is it's going to win. That was a horrible, horrible sentence. I don't know why the hell. Wait, I said where are like they that. going? They're, I don't know where they're gonna go, but they're gonna the win. Who the what? <laughs> the when in the in the who? I don't know where they're gonna go, but they gotta win something. Um, no, you got teams going back and forth all the time on who's gonna be good, who's gonna be bad. Uh, Houston, Houston gets number one right now. Um, that hasn't been the case all year. Uh, UConn's had the spot a couple times. You got Purdue and Zach Eady taking the spot a couple times. Essentially, what everybody's saying is that they have no idea who's going to win. That's usually the case, but there are a couple teams. I know, but there's a couple teams usually where it's like Duke's number one, Duke's going to win, then they get upset. Like, there are, there's an argument to be made that anybody in the top 10 could beat anybody else in the top 10, and it's not going to be an upset because any of them could be that high. And then there's a team that comes out of nowhere, like last year. What was it? Fucking Oral Fair, Roberts. Fairlade, Fairlade Christensen or whatever. Fairlade Christensen, Oral, Oral Roberts, Roberts was good. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. It's just. Who was St. Peter's it, from New Jersey? Remember that team? Yeah. The tournament starts and it's all on the table. Yep. Any, any team can beat any team at that point. Like, I, I hate the speculation, but usually, you know what I found? 
all the teams usually that get to the final four are very close to the Big East. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you know that the Big East is the best conference, Mike. Do you know why that's the case? Why is that? The DePaul Blue Demons play in the Big East. No. (laughs) No. The DePaul Blue Demons. I was watching the game this weekend. It's obscene. Like, this is my team. This is our only major sports is women's and men's basketball. The Paul Blue Demons, three and twenty-five this year now. <laughs> three and twenty-five. That's astoundingly bad. I don't know how a team in the major city of Chicago cannot get enough people to win more than three basketball games is beyond me. Let alone Loyola. new coach. Lo- Loyola, great, exactly. My point, exactly. How? How is DePaul with the absolute? I mean, they were the best team in college basketball in like the 50s and the 60s, you know. George Mikan, that whole thing. Ray Meyer, a dog. Don't understand it. Don't understand it one bit. You got 100 guys coming out of Chicago and they're like, I'd rather go to fucking Kansas than go to the north side of Chicago. Well, Beyond me. Of, well, chances They're running are. away from their yeah issues sometimes. Well, yeah, and money. Right. Which, who's funding DePaul right now? And... And with that, right, to your point, I think a lot of it is inner city kids playing at not a lot of them are playing at prep schools. Right. And it's their ticket out. And let's That's face what D. Rose it, said. It, it, yeah, it's your ticket out. You could go to a school like Memphis. You could go. You can get away from that and far away from that. Yeah. Chances are you're going to take your opportunity if you're smart. I'm with it. But even so. Three three star guys, maybe not just some guys they pick off on the side. Whatever. This isn't well, a Paul segment. I don't care. Your boy, your boy Struess is out here fucking beating buzzers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know that's exciting. We'll talk about that shortly. I love that man. Yeah. Um, but regardless, the NCAA tournament. One thing I want to say: Indiana State. Mike, who is the most popular man to ever come out of Indiana State? Isaiah Thomas? No, Great White Hope. Come on. Oh, Larry Bird. Yeah. So Indiana State seems like they haven't been competitive since Larry Bird left, to be honest. That's right. He went to Indiana. Yeah, no, Larry Bird, Great White Hope. I mean, Larry Bird was a dog. Yeah. You know, his grandson is like lighting up high schools right now. Really? In the basketball circuit. Yeah, he, he's a monster. He's like 6'8". Hopefully, uh, you know, birds fly maybe, north. So hopefully maybe we get a two point. Maybe we get a two point oh of great white hype. Who's not from fucking Serbia. That would be cool. America. No <laughs> Serbians. I have served. My, my uncle is a bitch, so yeah. it's fine. Just, when I say you know. a bitch, the last name's Jeronovic. So that's very Serbian. But these guys, I mean, I will say this. A lot of NBA players talk how much they love Luca. Mm-hmm. And they're like that. That boy doesn't play like anything from across the pond. They're like he plays like street ball. Well, yeah. He's well, a dog. Who was I? I was listening to something the other day. Um, oh, it was Jalen Brunson. He was on all the smoke, and he was oh. talking about when he was on the Mavericks with him. He's like, he's just a big kid, and then all of a sudden he gets on the court, and everybody's like, how the fuck does he do what he does? Like Luka yeah. Doncic is game changer, good. Him and Jokic playing at the NBA, everybody's like, this is so cute. Like they're such. And then Jokic like just looks like he's just not interested. Well, anything. yeah, it's like, that's Damn it, why am I so good at this? He was more excited to play like, you know, tag with Luca than he was to win the fucking NBA championship. It was kind of amazing. 
I think it's awesome because he's like the anti like American glory. He's just like I'm coming in here winning championships and I'm leaving. Which I find yeah. When they ask him, "What do you? You just won the NBA championship. What do you want to do? I want to go home. Go play with his horses, dude. Um, I want to get to my horses. Yeah, we could use like a another Caruso, Austin Reeves, but at a higher level. And the man that might be it, Mike, is playing for the Tennessee Volunteers. The man by the name of Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid is absolute electricity. Like the Dalton Kincaid that Or not played. Dalton K- Dalton Connect. Holy shit. Excuse Dalton me. Dalton Kincaid, I was like, he's a tight end on the fucking <laughs> I I said his name last week too. This is two weeks in a row for Mr. Kincaid. Dalton Connect is what I was thinking. I had names in my head. Regardless. Dalton Connect is so fun because he's an electric factory. He when he gets hot, dude, it's like every ball goes in no matter what. When he gets cold, not great. He's he's no. kind of he's kind of one of those guys where it's like the ball needs to be in my hand, and if it's not, like I don't really know what I'm doing. Like it seems like he's just standing there, like guys, come on, <laughs> give me the ball. What do you want me to do? It's like rotate a little bit, maybe. Um, he plays for Tennessee though. If he gets hot at the right times, they could be something to bargain with this year. Um, Texas, the guys I usually take. I don't know about all that. They'll probably make it in. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we have to. We will do our bracket I know. when the time is right. Vince is going to go all orange because that's what he does. He has no, I don't know if I could take color. Texas this year, man. We don't, we don't know. It's either going to be Texas or it's going to be Tennessee, and then they're going to get fucking bounced in the. Tennessee's fucking, fourth in the nation, so they're going to get know, bounced in you know like one of the first three rounds, and then Vince is going to no. I I don't actually don't even know where this. The Tennessee love came solely from last year's volunteer football team. This year, I didn't even care about them at all. Joe Milton was yeah, cause, whatever. Because you're a fucking Fairweather fan. No, I'm a I Notre stick. Dame fan, bro. I'm no, not you're not. <laughs> yes, no, I you're am. Not. No, That's you're insane. Not. That is insane. You I only can... like them when they beat my team. That's it. You know that's incorrect. You know that's untrue. Well, thank you. Basically... As I said in the beginning, and maybe this was completely pointless, but no one knows who's going to win. But now is the time to start watching. So as you guys are building your brackets, just remember that none of them are going to be accurate. And it's okay. And just enjoy your time and start watching college basketball right now because this is when it gets exciting. Yeah. And it gives you an excuse to go drinking and watch sports during St. Patrick's Day festivities. Dude, that's a good point, too. Now is the time to take off work for the first day because there's just only basketball all day. Yeah, and it's just a lot of Caucasian males between the ages of 23 to 33 or 43 just at a bar on a random fucking Wednesday that they took off because of the tournament that they watch once a year. And it's just like, let's fucking go. It's a holiday, dude. I'm putting putting $20 on, on the biggest sleeper, the whole tournament. It's a bunch of really excited white kids that they won $7 on their fucking eight leg parlay. You know, it's like, come on, catch me at the Wrigley DraftKings. Drowning myself. Catch Vince at the Wrigley DraftKings <laughs> or Michaels to eat pizza and bet on sports. That's actually Which, not can a we idea. talk about these sports books for like two fucking seconds? Sure. Okay? It's stupid to me because you could do the same fucking thing on your phone, but they just make like an event out of it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's shitty fucking equivalent Buffalo Wild Wings food. Yeah. And you pay a premium for it because they have a million TVs. Yeah, I don't um, – actually, I do know how they're making money on every other endeavor, but 
DraftKings is well, of course. packed on yeah. Football Sunday. You know, days like this. Sucks. It's, it's just kind of okay. It's just it's overpriced chicken fingers. Wings. Yeah. And you're just looking at big old screens, which, you know, I can enjoy, but I'm also not trying to drop, you know, 10 bucks for a Miller fucking light. So I'm yeah. with you. Um, but I think all of them are going to get in the game that way the same way. We'll see how that ends up going. But, Mike, we yeah. talked about it already. Struce. My boy Max Struce hit the fucking best. The best Struce buzzer beater loose. last night. I, dude, I was jacked. Um, the Miami Heat are absolutely going off recently. This is kind of their MO where they kind of suck in the beginning of the year. And they figure it all out after. The Miami Heat. We're playing the, dun, 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 I think it was the Memphis Grizzlies, the Kings. That's who it was. The Kings. Kings go up at the last, essentially the last second. The Kings go up. It's funny, too, because you see the guy that hit the shot before it, and he walks up, and he does, like, the fake traps. Like, you know, his arms can't touch his side. He's like, I'm the fucking man. I just did this shit. And then he just turns around and sees Truce with a nice little launcher. Boom. Money game. Is there more exciting things? Maybe. I mean, you can equ- you can equate it similarly to like a grant like a home run to win the game. A buzzer beater is one of the most electric things you can ever see. Yeah, I mean it's it's very exciting to watch, especially like for example, playoff game. Yeah, but like regular season. Kawhi yeah, Leonard, dude, in the Eastern Conference Finals was electric. Kawhi Leonard with the double doink and went yep. in, and, or D Rose when he iced that game against the Heat to keep Backboard the Bulls shot. in the playoffs. Yeah, top of the key. Like, Dog. yeah, absolutely. It was it was an electric time to watch the sport. That's the that's why you watch basketball, in my opinion, is for that last two minutes that takes mm-hmm. seventeen hours. But you know that's. You can make That's that argument difficult. with the ninth inning, though. You can make that argument, too. Many the ninth inning do. is the ninth inning, Vince. Well, There's right, but no, they're like, like, nothing happens oh, the rest of the game, and then you check in on the ninth. He pushed him funny. He gets an extra three pitches now. Like, that's yeah. not how it works. But that's, that's I not mean, that's how, how it works. That's how people watch baseball outside of us, though, to be honest. How? That makes no. They're like, let's a, watch the last two innings and be like, all right, if if it's any good, then I'll turn it on. If it's not, then I won't lo- I won't watch it. Dude. I'm just saying, I I have very difficult times watching non-playoff basketball. Yeah. It's just very score fest, score fest, score fest, unless it's the NCAA, which it, it's more exciting, granted. And the girls even are exciting to watch in college. They don't oh, yeah. score a lot. Oh, yeah. Whether that's good defense or just ability, I don't know. But, you know, Caitlin Clark is electric. Oh, yeah. So, well, and if. What? Well, not to change the subject completely, but this is something I want to talk about because it uh-huh. happened again, and people are people are hot. What happened? Court, court storming is big in college basketball. Oh, I'm, a, I'm like, a fan. I'm a fan. I love Storm court storming. Court. You know who Get doesn't, on that though? court and fuck Jay, somebody up. Spear, spear tackle someone. Jay Billis doesn't like court storming one bit. Jay Billis. Like, <laughs> Jay Billis is Jay Billis the with the tour. with the Caesar cut? That guy? He's got a buzz cut now, I think. Oh, he used to have the Caesar full effect. I'm into that. Back in the day. Great culture. Regardless, Jay Billis uh, essentially says that court stormers should all be arrested, which I think was kind of a nuanced take. Uh, there's a lot of conversation about go- going on about it because, one, the Caitlin Clark thing where we talked about her completely flopping when it, when someone ran on the court, and she was like, ah, oh. it's like, ah, oh, she got injured. It's like, no, she didn't. Now we got Kyle Filipkowski. 
a man uh, at the Duke University. I don't know if you've ever heard of Duke University in college basketball. Kind of a big deal. Uh, he got injured from the court storming that happened. What the other happened day. to him? What happened um, to him? You know, classic everybody running on the court. He's like, you know, oh fuck, I hurt myself because people ran into me and shit. Uh, he's not injured. He's just sore now. He's just a little sore. <laughs> and the and the coach of Duke was essentially like in a press conference, Aww. like he's injured, and then he wasn't as injured as they thought. And people were like, "What the fuck?" Um, there are some safety issues with court storming. I think we can agree on that, right? I, I mean, I guess I don't fuck. It, the people are excited. Their team won. Yeah. They want to rush on that court. So that's know? how. I mean, what. That's how I feel. It's like, yeah, you could have some injuries. Um, there could be some issues, you know. His whole argument was people that are in the game, players that are in the game should stay on the court. People that aren't playing should stay in the stands, which I get from a safety perspective. He's like, ah, I want to make sure everybody's safe and good to go and we don't have any, like, issues and lawsuits or whatever. Other side of it's like, and his argument, too, was like, you don't see that happening at Kansas games. You don't see that happening at Duke games either. You don't see that happening at North Carolina games because they're the fucking blue bloods. Who they're the good Fli- team. Who does this Flipowski work for? He's he's or on Duke. He he's a player for, for the Duke. He's player for Duke. He's and a player for the Dukes. For the Dukes. Mike. Um, no, but Jay Billis is kind of just like, why doesn't it happen at those major stadiums where everybody goes for electric atmospheres? And the easy answer is because they're always good. Like, yeah. you don't storm yeah. the court. Like, if DePaul beats fucking Duke, yeah, my just... ass is right on the hey, fucking court. <laughs> when when Kansas beat OU this year, they took the fucking goalpost yep. and walked it out of the stadium. Yeah, they so did that in I Tennessee last year, yeah, too. You don't, you don't see anybody complaining about that? No, it's just a part of the game. So, Jay Billis, stop being a fucking party pooper right. and stop giving your two cents on something that you haven't been a part of in over 30 years. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. And there are gonna, there is going to be something. It's inevitable where someone's going to get hurt or like someone's going to have a lawsuit or something from court storming. People are going to freak oh, out. Oh, God. The every it's, conference has a different rule on it, all this shit. But essentially, it's like the no fun police is here again to see something that everybody agrees is fun. And then being like, well, what if someone gets hurt? It's like, don't get hurt then. Or like people are saying there we should have one minute clock for everybody to get off the court before everybody storms. It's like that's the opposite of a court storm. It's like, OK, everybody's good to come and hang out on the court storm now. Like, no, they win the game. You run right. your ass up guess, there. Yeah. All right. Everybody yeah. do the court storming. Court storming but, begins now. Grab a napkin on your way up so you can wipe your dude, face. Like, what the fuck? Man, I would just love to see LeBron James get rolled in Damn. a fucking court storm. I would love to just see get it. His just get his ass beat. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just have <laughs> him fuck? really give him really give him a fucking reason to hit the ground and grab his head like he got hit oh, in the head no. with a shovel. No, like do it. Fuck that guy because he <laughs> he most recently had the most egregious flop I've ever seen in my life. Good at that. He He's didn't even get touched. And he fell on the ground as if he got hit in the face and they called the foul. Uh, yeah, that's the I this is what and you want to know why I have a very difficult time watching the NBA or the drama on hardwood, because at the end of the day, it's all they do. They're complainers. They piss and moan. Play your fucking game. Get your fucking paycheck. <laughs> Don't go to the Bahamas in the middle of the fucking season. It's the all. Okay. People go on trips during the all-star break. Fine. 
but don't do it during that regular season. Well, no, it was like guys were still mentally in Cabo, is what he was saying. They weren't physically still there. It was just like guys aren't ready to play anymore. Okay, I agree with you on parts of it, but I think that is a little too. No, that's an that's an overarching statement versus something that like on a day in day out basis, the NBA is pretty fucking electric. If you get into it, you have to start appreciating the players individually. Like, have you watched Jaime at all this year on the Heat? Who? Exactly, rookie dog, absolute monster. I know, I know, guys from. 10 years ago. I know I'm going to get Buck. you there. I'm going to hit your Paul ass Gasol. back in here. I'm going to get you in there. All right. You know, Paul I Gasol. Know Perkins. None of these I... guys play anymore. I know Paul Pierce. Doesn't play right. anymore. I know Pat Bev. I like Pat Bev. Okay, good. There's a good start. A little Trumpy. I know Pat Beverly is a good man. 30. <laughs> uh. Dude, I've been getting a lot of people. Saying that yeah. they thoroughly enjoy your Trump impression. They say that it's really fucking good. And I agree with that, too. I have some days with it. Well done. You're like Shane so you Gillis. Can't like, you can't like push it. You can't push it because it just has to flow. Exactly. Because when it flows, I overthink it. But when you're, let's. Yeah. Yeah. R- regardless, like dance, court storming. Monkey. Keep court storming. This is what I'm saying. Keep, Keep it storming. happening. People are going to get pissed off all the time. You can't. Please, everybody, just like if you're doing it, don't don't fucking attack people and ruin it for everybody else. I think that's more. Of I don't a think PSA. anybody's attacking anybody. I, I agree. Think there's a lot of eyes saying. on this. It happened in the female basketball. Now it's happening in the male basketball. We've seen and- this, though, dude. It's like good things start happening and then someone takes it too fucking far and then ruins it for everybody. Not Don't like be somebody's out there fucking. Kicking I know. Somebody in the back I'm not the saying knee. they're going. I'm not saying that they are. I'm saying it's possible that they're going to because someone's going to be like, we're court storming. Let's go punch that guy in the face and then ruin it for everybody. That's what I'm saying. Well, Don't be that fucking guy. Just don't. That do would that. be assault. Right. And pepper. that assault did, in fact. That's my hair. Anyways, <laughs> if someone were choosing to court storm and assault a certain individual, for me, that person's always LeBron James. But I digress. Let's talk about the NFL draft, shall we? Oh, let's, man. Let's I would like to – the... little disclaimer. Yeah. We do not cheer for anybody to attack LeBron James on this podcast. We're not looking for – No, it's a joke. It's a joke. Thank you. Big old joke. We're not out. trying to incite <laughs> violence. Yeah. We're a Never. sports comedy podcast, people. Don't take this shit too seriously. Agreed. The NFL Combine. Right. The NFL Combine. It's in full effect. They're in Indiana. All yep. the talks are going around. This is usually where deals are done because all these guys are together. The agents are in town. They got press access. They're talking to their players. A lot of the times they represent similar guys who are coming out in the draft, and then they represent professionals as well. But what's funny about this is the top quarterback prospect still has zero representation. Does he need zero. it? Hmm. Probably In smart. reality, he, because of the way the contracts work off of the draft, like you're getting whatever that, you know, number one overall pick is. Like that's your contract, essentially. Right. He knows he's going to go number one. Like what is an agent doing for him? I think an agent's just a good buffer. Just like it's a good agree, idea if you're about to plan your estate to have an estate planner. Right. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of my thought. Cause like people change it's worth the money. all the time. 
you might as well get an eight. Well, you might as well get an agent after you sign this contract and take that signing bonus off for yourself. <laughs> that's kind yeah, of that's true. <laughs> like, why, why give it to somebody when it's an inevitability that he's going to be number one? Well, once again, we talked about this last week. I do believe that Caleb Williams. I mean, he's negotiated clearly his NIL deals and all that without it. I think he yeah, may have some okay. management to advise him, but his dad. beyond that, yeah. Although you know, all that whole coward hubbub is bullshit dude it's getting worse by the day oh he's just likes to hear himself say words but truly yeah it's a total blowhard i'm saying this take this take is getting worse by the day caleb williams is making him look stupider and stupider the more well he he just came out caleb williams came out made a public statement to say he would love to play in chicago and admires walter payton michael jordan and also claimed Loves big, loves deep dip pizza. But although we don't do that, we don't. That, that's something that was a complete fallacy that we got penned. And yeah. anybody who's not from Chicago is like, "Oh, how's the deep dish?" It's like that's not what we eat. Is deep dish from Chicago? Yes. Do we deep eat paper. deep dish here? Yes. Paper thin do we? When we're getting pizza, are we like, "Get me deep dish"? Fucking no. no, no Who no. does that? That's no. impossible. If you're gonna be like, "Oh." Party's happening tonight. Got to get three deep dish pizzas so everybody's too fucking full to talk later. Like That's yeah. crazy. Here, let me sit here with a food baby and pass gas while I try and pay attention to you say words. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's insane. The whole idea of it. We get tavern style. It's square cut. That's the way to it's delicious it. paper thin cracker crust cornmeals usually on the bottom of it yep. for some odd reason. It's perfect for drinking beer watching your favorite sport in the garage eating in a garage in a bar yeah. doesn't matter facts i've spent i've spent new year's eves eating fucking pizza at a dive mm-hmm. and just enjoying myself i spent new year's I mean, eve eating pizza inside of a guy's garage with a cool fridge dude garage fridge in chicago is game changer okay well just don't tell many people that because it might be a Interesting garage. Elaborate. What happened in the garage, Vince? I'm just saying it's been like some guy's garage. No, spent dude. New Year's Eve and you know pizza. what I'm it's fucking like, talking did he about. Prop you with candy. No, also? Like, you what? know what I'm talking about. People use oh. their garages like an extra entertainment space in Chicago. Oh. If you want to okay. watch like a game, like you know the games are on. Take... Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not talking about doing the dirty with some creepy man in an ice cream truck. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, you do. You do know. If you ever wanted to try and entice one of the taxi squad boys, you just go, I got pizza and sports in my garage. Okay. Dude, if they have those little um, ice cream bars with the, the strawberry little bits on them, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the strawberry shortcake. That's how you get me. Oh I'm, yeah, That's, I'm coming I'm in your. Too. I'm coming in your garage if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, gross. Combine week. I have a question for you because um, yeah. this is often asked, and I think it by the day more and more it's becoming way less important for those top guys. People are saying, "Oh, this person isn't participating. Someone's not throwing. Caleb Williams won't be throwing at the combine this year." Mm-hmm. Do you have an issue with drafting somebody that doesn't participate in the combine? Uh-uh. Why would you? No. Because My they thought, can do it all at their pro day anyway. That's what I'm saying. You got your pro day. You got full seasons worth of actual work that you can show. Or you can just make your own video, man. Like, the combine now is less 
important because more people see you at a much higher clip than they used to. I think the spectacle of the combine is more so what it's about now. I think 15 years ago it was more so about guys really seeing what they can put on paper there as far as their measurables. But those second rounders, it, third rounders, that's good for them. Sure. Yeah. I was about to say it's about the guys who are in the middle of the pack that you want to see some explosive something from right. right now. You know, the Caleb Williams, he doesn't need to throw Drake may doesn't need to throw, you know what they're about. So. Right. It's the same principle. It's just, you'll throw it your pro day to your guys. You're not going to throw to randos because that could be negative. Although, and then there's some guys who just get analysis paralysis. For example, the bears were slotted. It's almost 20 years ago. It's crazy, but they were slotted to draft Terrell Suggs. And really? they talked themselves out of it. Yeah. Because his 40 time sucked. So Jerry Angelo decided to go a completely separate direction. Jerry, there's another and one. And took Lance Briggs instead, which wasn't a terrible thing. But I'll take could, it. You still could have had fucking Terrell Suggs. I know. I'd prefer to have Lance Briggs. Uh, I'd way prefer. Could you imagine that team? That's true, actually. That defense with Terrell Suggs, Brian Erlacher. You would have figured it out. Roosevelt. Well, Lan Col like, Lance on. Briggs was fucking really good, too. <laughs> oh, kind of well, I mean, we had two monsters in the middle. But yeah. I'm just saying Terrell Suggs wouldn't have been a terrible addition to that team, especially when Julius Peppers got on there. Uh-huh. Agreed. Um, but nasty. yeah, I think so far... And that's the thing, too, is like, and the, people say this all the time, like the 40-yard dash, kind of a fallacy. How many times in the uh, in the NFL are you going to be running directly 40 yards straight? Zero. Well, Lateral quickness I mean, is very important. Like, I get it. Like, some guys are fast, and if they're a receiver, it's probably the most useful. But I would say more so, like, your get-off off the line is great and important to have. But outside of that, it's quick twitch, lateral quickness. Well, that's where the film, I think, shows more so than anything than a combine because to your point does a guy play fast right or does he just run fast because you could play fast but not necessarily run fast in a straight line because john ross like right broke a, exactly a record at the combine and played like dog shit so he couldn't run same routes. thing <laughs> same thing with kevin white Yep. Everybody was blown away with kevin white's four well, he broke so, his yeah. life <laughs> essentially what happened with him Bad no, thanks, bears. Ryan Pace. At least Valus Jones is very good. Um, Valus Jones, oh man, <laughs> greatest draft pick ever. So there's, if there's a team that isn't looking or that's looking for a quarterback that probably won't be able to make their way up in the draft, there's one man mm -hmm. that's available right now, Mike. Oh yeah. He goes by the name of Zach Wilson. Today, oh boy. the Not Jets commodity. okayed Zach Wilson to seek a trade, also saying we're not going to tag you, which. Duh. Kind of makes Toodaloo. sense. Does Zach Toodaloo. Wilson have any value? No. Why the fuck would you well, want his, his mom's a looker? Yeah, I mean, he's a hot guy, too. I'll give him that. He's a good-looking kid. But, like... Probably couldn't get used to soaking out in Mormon down. True. Because we know that. Every single Mormon has soaked. There's none. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Could you imagine, like, no. somebody saying, like, to you, hey, I need you to kick the bottom bunk? Like... That is crazy. Odd. It's just odd. That's how they do it. Because technically the Lord said you can't move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, motion of the ocean. There's. Yeah. yeah. We can do a full breakdown. So of my whole this thing bucket. is this then. How does soaking work in like a water bed? You know what I'm saying? Because a water bed gets like a jiggly. wave pool. 
Yeah, so it could like get the motion going that way. Well, yeah, you get one person on the side that's pushing it down, like when you have a pool yeah. raft in a pool. Yeah, and then you're yeah. really, you know, and you're just really hoping nobody looks at your dark star. But what I happens if you're digress. soaking? What happens if you're soaking and then you know you do it inside, and you have a kid? Is that immaculate conception? <laughs> Since they're not fucking, I don't know. We'll have to go back to the book of John for that one. Yeah, I'll I'll pass. To be honest, <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> Uh, all right. Zach, so Zach back Wilson. to the NFL. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Where could, where could he go? He's going to be a backup. There's no doubt about it. Um, I could see him being a backup for a team, maybe like the Broncos or Bridgier, because they don't have. I mean, I I could see it. Maybe Sean Payton has some like, hey, I could get the most out of this guy, and we're not in a position to draft a quarterback. We really want to suck, so that could be a thing. Maybe the Raiders find value in him because they don't have the tools to get up. I saw that. It I saw could, the Raiders. Be, I could see it's a one-year prove-it deal. You go, you try and make it happen. If not, you suck. Either that or he's going to go and try to compete somewhere to get yeah. a job. I just, yeah. I think the Zach Wilson stock is pretty low right now. Yeah, I still think he's good. mildly talented, but I don't think he's a starter. He's about as talented as Mitch Trubisky is. How mm-hmm. about that? Which he probably is getting kicked out of the league this year, given that no one's going to Which I have him. a question. Like, I... You know, and I know everybody's high on fields, but if you look at the record, man, he is Mitch Trubisky. He's just very athletic, and I think it overshadows it. I mean, I was watching ESPN this morning working out here at the hotel, and um, it's one of these scenarios that I look at it, and I'm like, you're just showing the same three highlights on loop. Right. He's got, like, nothing else. And it's like those were a few games that he just – made an explosive play and we're just going to hang on this forever. This is a thing. Well, ESPN does that. Obviously they're trying to farm people to give, you know, have opinions on things, which makes a lot of sense for media perspective. But I saw this with ESPN a lot. Cherry picking stats is such an issue because everybody looks at stats and they're like, this is accurate. You're like, yeah, technically. But I had one that was sent to me the other day because it was like a, Fields belongs on this team, which again, like you can go either way with it. But one of them was comparing to Lamar Jackson the last 20 games. I was like, okay, 20 games. What is that? Like a season plus Fields' best games last year, which is four of them. And it was rush yards, rush attempts, pass attempts, rushing touchdowns. (laughs) And I was like, what about passing? What about passing yards, first off? And also no. comparing an MVP to Justin Fields because Lamar Jackson ran less last year because he had more receivers to throw to, which makes a lot of sense. It's like his numbers are the same. It's like these numbers are the same. And then you go to any other one and you're like, oh, like passer rating. Like obviously that's an issue. It's like, I don't know. ESPN is going to do this all the time. But when you look at a stat, you're like, why are they talking so much on rush yards if he's a quarterback? That's probably because that's the only comparable number for that. And cherry picking stats is a dangerous, dangerous game. I want to compare him to other running quarterbacks, and I'm sorry, you just can't. He needs to change the scenery. I think well, he's got similar, like his his numbers are similar in those specific stats. But then you look further into it. Peter King came out with a big article saying why the Bears should keep him. He's retired. Hanging it up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but he still released an article and went into the specifics and why that helps the team grow better. I think the best future you have is an organization to draft 
the best prospect that's come out in over a decade. Agreed. Okay. Well, people would make the Trevor Lawrence argument with you, but I know what you're Trevor saying. Trevor Lawrence is not translated well. And he's right, football but that's Jesus, not saying that Caleb's going to. A Caleb does shit on the field that Trevor could never. He also does some I'm sorry. shit, though. Well, he, he has to play hero ball because he doesn't trust the defense. If he has a defense on the field that could support him, I think it's a completely different ballgame. He's an offensive line, too, though. <laughs> well, we're middle of the road on the offensive line, and yeah. maybe at, at number nine, we pick an offensive lineman or another weapon if you have a similar grade on a guy in the second, third, or fourth, fifth round. Whatever. I think you trade Justin Fields to the Steelers for the 43rd pick, or you trade him to Atlanta for the 35th pick, whatever that's going to be in the second round. And then you draft an alignment, boom, yep, or a wide receiver, whatever you have a higher grade on. To that point, uh, Ryan Poles comes out and essentially says a lot of nothing, nothing, which is so good. It's nice they, to see a guy. They're so good. They're, they're so good. good at the bullshitting. They're good it's at the impressive. leverage. They're good. Do at they have shit. a class on bullshitting? They should. If so can I come teach it? I would love to. He's like, we talked to Justin. If we end up trading him, we're going to send him somewhere where he can thrive, which is great. Not saying they're going to trade him or not. Just saying if we were to, we'll send it somewhere we can thrive. Also said, if someone wants the first overall pick, it's going to take a lot to get that pick. So they're, they've already made their mind up. They've made their mind up a long time ago, but they're not telling people shit, which Brian Pace would have came out and been like, Justin's our guy. We're keeping our guy. We're trading this pick. And then you get peanuts on the dollar for it. And it's stupid. Instead, they're like, I don't know. We'll see what happens, bud. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they're they're spinning it the best way possible. I like it. I mean, and they they're on all these shows now. I did like the statement of whatever we choose to do, we'll do right by Justin. So yep. to me, that was just a public service announcement is that he's gone. That's a PSA, too, to everybody that's looking to sign with a the team. They're like, hey. If I sign a long-term and shit doesn't work out, at least know they're going to have the best for me in mind. That's also a thing where like, free agents going to be like, oh, they do right by their guys. Whether or not it's well, true or not is the a regard, verbiage, The verbiage was far different last year when they were in the same scenario as opposed yeah. to this year. That's that how I'm looking new at it. regime. All right. That... Sorry, go ahead. You good? No. Okay. What I'm saying is, is the verbiage was different. So, yeah, new regime, get it. But then again... Was also a similar situation, and last year they weren't as non-committal on the topic. They were like, mm -hmm. "We'd be blown away. We'd have to do this." Now it's changed. It's like, "Well, we are going to do right by Justin and this and this." And okay, they're leaning in a way of like saying, "Yeah, chances are he's out." Yeah, and saying sentences like, "We need to do what's best for the organization in the long run." Yep. What is that? You reset the clock on a quarterback. Chances are it's a busted idea. Thank God we don't have Bryce Young. Uh, we got a new coach. We got a new coach, Mike. We Who? didn't. We didn't. But we did. Who? Matt Eberflus is a fox now, bro. We got a yeah? hot guy up you there. You got a pick of this? I haven't Eber seen it yet. Eberflus, I've heard of it. Matt Eberflus. <laughs> I do. You looking give me, good? Give me one second. Matt Eberflus is decided. He did he, hey. he have a little bit of a die job or what? He happened? said he no. So first off, he's beard man now. He's got a beard. Our man's got a beard, which I like. I like a coach with a beard. You got to have a young guy. I know we don't have a young guy, and we're looking at a team that like you know, you hire a guy, you don't really know much about him, and you're like, oh, now he's a hot guy. So I got a picture right here. Let me just save this baby so I can pop it up, and we're gonna get this baby on there. But yeah, 
I'm a big fan of the Hawkeye coach, dude. I don't know about you. Are you not a Hawkeye coach guy? I'm a Hawkeye coach guy. Dude, sure. that's sick. Dude, you think about Green Bay. You think about Los Angeles. All of them have Hawkeye coaches, dude, and it works out. I agree. I mean, I don't think anybody's touching the floor. Oh, God, that looks horrible. Give me a second, guys. Jesus. Look at that Hawkeye, dude. Put it over my I face. I mean, he I think he I think he needed it. You know, I think the beard, I think the haircut, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit of a dye job there. Touch. Got the little salt and pepper action like me. But this is all natural. I'm just saying. Yeah, I get these Pauly Walnut wings for free. OK, How you, you got to yeah. you got to have some stress for that. Sneeze Louise behind you there, bud. Jesus uh, Christ, <laughs> fucking kitty. He's like sneezy from the fucking set boards. I don't know how the fuck we're going to edit this out. Jesus no, we're Christ. not. I'm keeping this part in. We got Sneeze Louise in the background. Um, we got Sneeze Louise in the background <laughs> over here. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, Matt Aberflus, Hawkeye. Needed a beard. I know we didn't get, I know we didn't wanna... get a new coach, but if we're switching an, an old guy, old defense guy with young hot guy even though he's the same guy i'm in dude give me hot guy all day hey you know last year he wasn't doing it i think the beard helps him a little bit you know something i could never do by the way because like i, I grow it and i look like i'm 10 that i look like a 10 year old sense. trying to grow a beard no oh. it just doesn't work Vince. i look like a 10 year old like for me the og bare face is what i need now i yeah. could do a little bit of a five o'clock shadow some people have seen on the show before mm -hmm. But other than that, yeah, you know, but hey, maybe Hawkeye Eberflus is the Eberflus we need in 2024 to Agreed. really move the needle or move the peen. Yeah. Well, you know, I won't lie. I'm half chubbed right now just looking at this picture. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I will say is that, hey, maybe a good revamping is good for him. And, um, hey, he's got a new OC now. Yeah, maybe like, he's like, hey, fix, fix if, up the look. If Shane Waldron sucks. If he's going to be a total scapegoat. Yep. You're being, well, it wasn't my offense. And I know, like, but Matty you Eberflus don't, you don't get more, guy. you don't get more than more than you one hire for an RC. Right. I want to talk about our uh, NFC friends to the East coast, a team that's probably really similar to the bears in a lot of way, yeah. the Washington commanders or red hogs or whatever. They're going to end up changing their name to at some point too. I say, go back to the football team, call it a day, but two reports come out on the Washington commanders. One being the Washington Commanders really want the number one pick, which kind of I expected a little bit. They're two. No way. They're number two. Um, they would have to give up a lot for number one. I don't think they have a lot on their team that I would want. We already kind of got the one guy I'd want. Terry Mack, but they're not going to offer a young guy like that if they're going to get a new. Well, actually, I guess Carolina did that. I don't want to trade the pick, but their other option is going back to a man that they knew before. A man that likes that, if you will, in the name no of... No way. No Mr. shot. Mr. Kirk Cousins possibly going back to the commanders. Why do you say no, no shot? Kirk Cousins is just Christian, good-faith man who now lives in Minneapolis with his family. Yeah. And he's his cute wife who dresses him in Kohl's, mm -hmm. and he drives a minivan or whatever he drives... And Kevin O'Connell loves him, and that team is not getting off of him. And yeah, they're gonna. He's I mean, not gonna go play for Hot Boy Cliff, okay? Maybe. He's not gonna go play for that good-looking motherfucker. Well, that might be Kirk O'Chains over there, dude. 
I'm just saying he's not going to go work for Hawkeye Cliff Kingsbury and who likes to spread it out and throw the ball over the yard. That's not Kirk's style. Yeah. No, he's a West Coast guy. So I believe Drake May, a lot of people are sleeping on this. I believe Drake May is actually a really good fit in Washington. Right. Kid's got a killer arm, tall, athletic. I don't see why everybody sleeps on him, but I think in if Caleb Williams isn't in this draft, he's the top of the top. He, dude, he just gives me like Josh Rosen vibes or some shit. I don't know why. He's but far just, more athletic than I Josh I know, Rosen. I know, but like when I see him, I'm like, I don't know. He just looks like a wholesome white kid from the Carolinas. That's what he looks like. Why That's what he is. Maybe I don't like him because of that. Maybe it just reminds me of Mitch too much and I'm gun shy. Regardless, uh, this might be Mitch a bad was... take in five years, but. Mitch was yeah, Mr. Ohio, Mitch, dude. I, see, to me, my wild card in this draft is Jaden Daniels. Either he's going to be like the resurgence of C.J. Stroud, or he's going to be absolute horse shit. What so. about Penix? I don't know how lefties translate. That's a rough. lot of people are saying don't sleep on Penix to the Dolphins. Just so they have a backup lefty, too? That's Either genius. that or he's a better arm than Tua. But you should. I mean, it's and genius, no head injuries. Like every time Tua gets injured, they have to flip their entire offense yeah. over. That's fucking well, yeah. brutal. That's brutal. I know. Every time Tua gets injured, you got to do it. So potentially, and then not only that, you throw a guy in there who doesn't got checks mixed brain, and boom. That's true. That was wild. Those concussions. I always forget about those. Yeah. Um, so you don't you you don't have a guy who's got soup for brains, and there we have it. So I think from there, then it's. Is there any option, and I don't think there is, but is there any option where the Bears move down, maybe the Patriots move up to one, or the Commanders move up to one, or they're taking one and they're taking Caleb? It's Caleb 100% of the way. Gotta, right? You gotta. As the kids would say today, bet. Bet on that, dude. Bet on it, as Troy said in High High School School Musical. Two. I think two. I'm not going to stop. Not going to stop until I get my shot. I think that wasn't that High School Musical 2 when he was on the golf it was. course? Yeah. yeah. It was very odd. Very odd dancing on a golf course. Odd. Yeah. If anybody did odd, that in real life, that would be so fucking concerning. Yeah. If you did that growing up around us, you got to punch right in the face. <laughs> Not even that. I'd just be like, is that guy on drugs? <laughs> like, what is going on over there? Like, Why no, is he just know. touching the grass and then jumping? Like, yeah. <laughs> you can like, bet on that. Yeah, kids. I don't know. That's crack going on. Yeah, either that, either that, or you smoking the spice. Remember that stuff? Mm-hmm. Stuff used to make you go immediately dumb. Yeah, that really bad for you. Really bad. Yeah, for you, that and stuff. you could go buy it at a grocery store. Like, yep. It's like you'll get a little high. It's like no, it just lacks your brain oxygen, and then you just die a little bit inside. Makes you cripple. Facts. Um, well, okay, that's NFL, baby. That's NFL, the, baby. The, the NFL talk. I mean, we could go on this all day. It's not going to be the end. We'll do our mock draft soon. I think after the combine might be a good time. Fast. Look out for the XFL draft. The XFL fucking wheel of death. Is we got some fun stuff fantastic. planned for March. We got some fun be stuff planned for March. Fantastic. I wanted to shout something out. I don't think this is something that anybody's really ever decided to do to us, but I'm going to call it out here. Okay. I'm opening up the lines of communication for our audience to email us yes. about some dumb shit you'd like us to talk about. Mm-hmm. So the email is taxisquadpod7 at gmail.com. And we would love for you to email us some topics. Don't send in hate. Only appreciate. 
But send us in some stuff you want us to talk about because that's where we are at this stage of the game. Yeah. And we'd love to get your feedback. So you got the email there. Moving forward, if you haven't subscribed yet on all platforms, we highly recommend doing so. And leave us some comments. You know, talk a little bit of shit. We'll engage with you. Just hit that bell, you know, especially on the YouTubes where you can see these foches and we will respond. Moving forward, if you have a sibling of choice that you would like to share this with, you should do that because this is the year of the siblings of season four of the Taxi Squad podcast. Moving forward, we have some big announcements coming up. We have some trips planned where you're going to see these guys on the road and we are jacked for it. As always, we appreciate you joining us this week and we'll see you next week.